Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there. Thank you for joining me today on Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 16, and we've been talking about last day's territory. This is an exciting uh, series and just very glad to be able to do this. In fact, in my times of reading the Word of God, as I've come to this point in this portion of scripture, I can honestly say that I have never gone down, gone and just broken down each and every one of these characteristics. And so in so doing this, I'm learning something myself. And so it's just been a wonderful time for myself as well. I want to just encourage you, as I mentioned um, in the opening, that uh, be sure to check out. I have a new YouTube channel. So what I've been doing is, is I've been taking the podcasts and putting them into a format so where you can see me. So you, um, when I do the podcast, it's a lot more information um, than it is on the YouTube channel. But be sure to go on my YouTube channel. It's called Revelations from the Heart. And new content will be coming uh, weekly, I would say. Weekly new content will be coming and so you'll be able to see me and please be sure to subscribe and share and uh, leave a review for me. I'd appreciate that. Well, we've been in the book of Second Timothy. I thought it was just befitting to discuss and talk about the last days because my friends, if you haven't noticed or if you are not aware, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that we are definitely in the last days. And uh, we're definitely in the last of the last days. And so um, this portion of scripture, Paul, the apostle Paul, while he was in prison, he wrote this book of Second Timothy. He wrote it to his son in the faith, Timothy. In the previous episodes, I go into more detail of the book of Timothy. So if you want to hear uh, more detail, if you haven't already listened, I suggest that you go and listen in um, the archives where I begin to talk about the book of Second Timothy. I'm just going to skim over it just to kind of refresh if you've been following along. Um, but Paul, he wrote this uh, epistle while he was in prison, he wrote this letter while he was in prison. He wrote it to his son in the faith, Timothy. Timothy was very near and dear to Paul. In fact, Paul had um, laid his hands upon Timothy and during his ordination service and had installed him as the pastor that Paul had found at the church of Ephesus. So throughout this letter, Paul encourages Timothy, and he charges him as well. He encourages him to fulfill his ministry. He encourages him to uh, keep the faith, to, to not be ashamed um, of the gospel. And he also charges him. He charges him. He tells him to stir up the gift. He tells him to hold fast to sound doctrine. He tells him to endure afflictions, to do the work of an evangelist, and to preach the word. So to preach the word in season and out of season, just to preach the word of God. But in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, the Holy Spirit speaks through Paul about the last of the last days. 
And we established in the other episodes that the last days, and, and sometimes, you know, you may hear people say, they keep talking about the last days. When is the last days going to happen? We are in the midst and have been in the midst of the last days all this time because the last days was initiated at Pentecost. Okay, it was initiated at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell in Acts chapter 2. Peter got up and preached a message and he started out by saying that in the last days, well, that was the beginning of the last days. And so this is uh, right here in 2 Timothy 3 and 1. The Holy Spirit is speaking through Paul about the last of the last days because you have to remember that the things that have been happening in the last days, they've been happening all along. But when we get closer to the end of the age, the end of the end of the last days, those things will start to be more frequent and speed up more. And we see that. So we're going to look at today, we're going to look at the characteristics of the society that's in the last days. And we looked at the first one last week. And I'm going to skim over that again. But first of all, I want to break down um, 2 Timothy 3 and 1. I want to break this down on every episode so that we can get a clear understanding of what is being said. And the first word is, uh, in fact, in the Greek, I learned that um, in in the King James Version, it says um, in the last days. But it says in the in the original Greek, it actually says um, know this, this also, this also know it, it's flipped. So we're going to look at the word. This is the Greek word tauto, and it means this, or it's very specific. So the Holy spirit is letting us, letting us know that it's a, letting them know there's a very specific point in time. And the word also is the word day, which just means also indeed, or emphatically. So it means that emphatically or categorically you need to know this and the holy spirit it's almost as if like he's jumping out and just grabbing their attention to say listen to me listen to what i'm saying mark my word this is going to happen this is not a maybe going to happen this is not a probably going to happen this is definitely going to happen and the holy spirit wants to make sure that they understand and that future hearers understand that this is definitely going to happen well, what's going to happen? We need to know the word gnosko, which means to know something definitely, emphatically, with absolute certainty. This is going to happen. So he's saying, know this, that this is going to happen. That is the Greek word hodi, and it points to a specific and important point. So the Holy Spirit is giving specific detail, and he's given a, going to give and lays out these characteristics that will be evident in the people in the last days and it's important for you and I to know these characteristics so that we don't fall prey to these type of characteristics and also so that if we do see someone around us that is straying towards these characteristics that we can be there to lead them into the right direction okay now what do we need to know we need to know that already said that didn't I okay that now we're at the um the word last so know this, that the last days, which the word last is the Greek word eschatos, and it means the ultimate end of a thing, the extreme end, and is used in classical Greek literature to depict a place furthest away. Now I hope this is painting a picture for you with each of these words being broke down, such as the very ends of the earth, the final port or the last stopping off of a journey. Something that is final, the very end. So that in the la- in the final days, in the final moments, or what I've been calling it, the final 
hour. Okay, what's going to happen? Perilous times. He says, pair the word. Perilous is the word. Calipos, which means dangerous, risky, or hurtful. And remember, we talked about in the first episode how in Matthew 28, when Jesus was um, going over to the land of the, the Gerardians and how um, the man of Gadara, rather, and um, the demoniac of Gadara, and how when he was crossing over that they used the word exceeding fierce. And it talks about that this, this, these, it was actually two men. These men were so horribly just, oh, they were just terrible that nobody wanted to go that road. Nobody wanted to go that path because it was so dangerous and it was risky. And so when it talks about how these men were talking about this time, is it just a dangerous or risky time, a very hurtful time, just a very, just dangerous. I mean, you, you look in the news and the things that you hear that people do and that you see that people do, it's a dangerous, perilous time. The word time is the Greek word kairos, which means a specific, definite season. So this perilous time is marked by a season. This is a season that we're in. And the word is shall come. The last word shall come is the word estinomy. And it's two words that are compounded together. When you put them together, this is just so powerful. Um, it means to stand in, to stand in the middle of, to be surrounded, to be encumbered, to stand in the very middle of whatever is being discussed. So what is essence of what you're saying is, is that you will find yourself, you know, we, we've really just found ourselves in the midst of this last days, in the midst, in, in systemic, in the midst of this perilous times we found ourselves right in the middle every where you look every direction that you look in it's everywhere perilous times difficult times so to say it in plain terms we're surrounded by crazies and crazy things I mean, you don't have to go too far to bump into somebody that is just crazy and that their thinking is just off or that their um habits and behaviors are just 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 really really off but the good news is to know that we were born for this hour. We were born for this time. This is really an exciting, great time because God has anointed us. He's appointed us and he has chosen us to live in this time, to live in this day. The prophets prophesied about this time. The patriarchs, you know, Paul probably wished he could be in this time because in this time, we will see the return of Jesus Christ and that is just a remarkable thing. It is going to be, oh, when I just talk about it, I just feel the presence of the Lord. It's just going to be a really awesome thing. But there's some things that are going to take place that are going to happen. Some things that are not so good, but some things that are really, really good that are going to take place and are going to happen. And we're going to see God do in these last days and in these end times. So just know that if you've never felt um, important about doing anything in your life, Feel good about knowing that God has counted you to be in this time, in this time, and that you will survive and you will thrive. So then the Holy Spirit um, goes on to talk about 25 characteristics of people or of a society that will be, that the, these characteristics will be in the society at the end of the end of the age. And last week I went through them, went through them kind of quickly, but I want to go through them again I'm going to enumerate them and go through them again 
And we talked about the first one, which is lovers of themselves. And I'm going to go and, you know, just kind of skim over that. If you want to listen to it in its entirety, you can listen to the previous um, episode. But lovers of themselves. Okay, the first one is lovers of themselves. The second one is covetous. Or in some, um, I think it's in the King, well, the New King James Version, it says lovers of money. Uh, number three is boasters. Number four, proud. Number five, blasphemers. Number six, disobedient to parents. Number seven, unthankful. Number eight, unholy. Number nine, without natural affection. Number 10, truce breakers. Number 11, false accusers. Number 12, incontinent. Uh, number 13, fierce. Number 14, despisers of those that are good. Number 15, traitors. Number 16, um, heady. Number 17, high-minded. Number 18, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Number 19, having a form of godliness but denying the power. Number 20, but denying the power. Um, and it says from such turn away. Number 21, for this sort are they which creepeth into houses. Number 22, led captive silly women, lading with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Number 23, now as Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, these also resist the truth that are in that and that are good. Number 24, men of um, corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And number 25, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we're going to go through each and every one of these and break these down so that we can understand and know what these mean. And so we can look at our own selves and make sure that we're not falling into any of these, but that we are continuing to keep our life holy, sanctified, and set apart. And I know when people hear that word holy, they're like, oh, um, but just as the Bible says, God says to be holy as he is holy. And so while we are all tainted with sin, we're none perfect, can never be perfect, but we have to strive to live a life that is not um, succumbed by the things and the pressures of this world. But we have to live a life that is set apart unto the Lord. So the first one is lovers of themselves. And this is marked by, um, Pastor Rick Renner calls it, uses this word, I, the I am generation. Because it says shall be, and that word shall be means I am. So he talks, said, calls it the I am generation. I think it's very befitting to say that. But these type of people, they um just have a unhealthy love of themselves. You know, while we should love ourselves, but it is it's not healthy to the self shouldn't be the center. God should be the center of your life. All right. So everything else, the rest of the rest of these characteristics flow from this first one, lovers of themselves. All right. So if this is the premise or the basis of a person's life itself, then all these other things are going to be characteristics as well. And so, you know, if self is a sinner, you need to put self out the way. And Jesus Christ needs to be your sinner because when Christ is your sinner, then you're on a firm foundation. You're on the correct foundation. When self is the sinner, things or everything's going to come from a selfish heart. And so um, people... Uh, with this type of characteristics, they only make the decision on how it affects them. So their, their their love for Jesus is misdirected because Jesus should be the center. Okay. And these people are, um, 
the word, we've all heard this word. You know, it's really strange because I never heard this word used so much within probably the last year um, as I've heard it. The word uh, narcissist. These people will be like, they're narcissistic, they're self-consumed, and extremely selfish. Like a whole nother level of selfish. And I'm sure we've all come across and ran into people that are just so selfish. And it's like baffling. Like, how could you be that selfish? But they're here. And so we want to make sure that we're not falling into that category. So this brings us to the second characteristic of last day society. And that is covetousness. All right. Well, what does this word mean? Well, this is the Greek word that's compounded of two words. Uh, philio, which is really like the word lovers of ourselves had the same um, prefix. Philio, which refers to love, fondness attraction and romance and then arguros is a word for silver or money so when you put these two words together it depicts an inordinate love of or an abnormal preoccupation with money or material possessions so these types of people are so self-absorbed they're so into money all their decisions revolve around themselves everything that they do with their money is just for themselves themselves and themselves God has called us, we are blessed to be a blessing, to be a blessing. And while we take care of ourselves and maintain ourselves, but some people have just like a, a gross, a gross um, preoccupation with, with, with themselves. So these type of people, they are just so very self-absorbed and everything is just for themselves. All right. The next one that we have is the word boasters. And this is the Greek word that means one that is so committed to his own self-promotion and personal agenda, that he is willing to exaggerate, overstate the facts, stretch the truth, embellish the story, and even lie if it will have a positive effect on his position or situation. So this person, these types of people, they want to push their own agenda, so much so to the point that they will outright lie to make themselves look good. And I'm sure we have all met people that are like that. Sometimes I'm not trying to be funny, but when people are talking, sometimes I just kind of know within myself, like, they are lying. That is just not true. And I just, I don't say nothing to them. Sometimes I call them out, but I just let them go on thinking that, you know, that, that I'm really buying it, right? So whatever it takes to push their own agenda, that's what these people do. They push their own agenda. All right. Now, let's make sure that, that we're not falling into any of these categories. And if you are, you repent, ask God to forgive you and keep on moving. The next one is the word uh, proud. So we got lovers of themselves, covet, covetous, boasters, proud. And this is the word hoopere, uh, veneris. This is a big word, but these two words, when, when it's, it's two words, when it's compounded together, it paints a picture of a person who sees himself above the rest of the crowd. One who is arrogant, haughty, high and mighty, impotent, and insolent. One who thinks he is intellectually advantaged above others. Now, we know that um, just when I think about the word arrogant in the, the love chapter in Corinthians, it talks about, you know, it says that love is not arrogant. Love is not boastful. Love is not proud. <laughs> so we see that. If these, these people operating this, they don't have the love of God in them. Because when you have the love of God truly in you, you're not going to be these things. Because when you have that agape love, others are going to come before yourself. All right. And so we see 
a lot of times we see in all different arenas, we see people like this is in politics, it's in media, it's in education, where they set the plans for everybody else and everybody else has to, you know, bow down to, to, to their plans or bow down to their agenda. They'll come under the guise of progressive thinkers. You got to watch that word progressive because the Bible says that doesn't say nothing about the word of God being progressive, but it says that Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, my word shall stand forever. Once God says it, he don't take it back. He don't change it. So, you know, people say, you know, I'm a progressive thinker. Ah, you know, God gives revelation. All right. But progressive is more of a kind of on the bounds of a new, new, new age terminology that, you know, I would really stay away from. The next word we come to is blasphemers, and which just means blasphemeo. It means to slander, to accuse, to speak against, to speak derogatory words for the purpose of injuring or harming one's reputation. Signifies profane, foul, unclean language can refer to blaspheming the divine, but in general, it is any derogatory speech intended to defame, injure, or harm another's reputation. The broader meaning includes any type of debasing, derogatory, nasty, shameful, ugly speech or behavior intended to humiliate someone. So these type of people, what they do is they'll put down anybody who doesn't agree with their ideology or anybody that goes against their agenda. All right. Now we see that a lot today. We see that a lot today that if you don't agree with a group, certain group of people, uh, you don't hate them. You just don't agree with them. And if you don't agree, then they are coming for you. You know, they're coming for you, which we have a right to believe what, what we want to believe. But in some circles and in some ideologies, they they want to push their agenda um, on you. And, you know, they'll say things like the Bible and the ways of the Bible. They're old. They're played out. They're done away with. You know, that that their way of thinking is the right way that, you know, is we're emerging and, and, and coming to new truths, there's only one truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And any man that comes to the Father must first come through me. And so there's only one truth. I heard people have said, you know, your truth. Well, it's not my truth. It's, 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 you know, it's not my truth. There's only one truth, and that is in the Word of God. And that's the truth that, that I stand on. That's the truth that I believe in. All right. So we see this all around us. We see it in politics. We see this in education. We see it in Hollywood. We see it in everywhere. And that's what that word. Um, inst 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 I don't forgot how to say it. That means shall come and stimmy. It means it, it means that we'll find this. We'll be, it is this stuff will be everywhere. It'll be everywhere. It's it's so sad to 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 um, see. The, the thought process and thinking of some that some people think that they're born a woman and they think they're a man or they're born a man and they think they're a woman and that they want to change who they are and they want to push that on you, you know, make you believe that. And while you love the person, but I'm not down with that. I don't agree with that. And I, I, I love, you know, people and I'm not going to bash anyone or anything like that. But if you don't agree with them, they will bash you and they will blaspheme you uh pretty much so to speak so we are seeing this um in our day and time but our job is 
to make sure that we're not falling into any of these categories and that we got to help those that may be straying, those in our church, those in our family or our friends. We got to talk to them. We got to tell them. We got to speak up and say, hey, that's not the way we're supposed to be. Because look, the thing is, is that when Jesus returns, you know, when, when the rapture takes place, when the rapture comes, we want to make sure we're first loaders. You want to make sure that you, you don't want to be left here because it's bad now, but it, it'll be a whole lot worse. And you won't have uh, Minister Paula to call to pray for you or anything or anybody else that you call on to pray. But you want to make sure that you're living your life right. That now is the time to get your heart right. Any unforgiveness that you have, any anything that that is not of God, you want to get that stuff out of your heart and make sure that you are looking towards the cross and that you are looking up because our redemption is drawing nigh. The Bible says that he that endures to the end, so the same shall be saved. So I want to encourage you to endure to the end. We can't give up. We can't quit. We have been born for this time. We have been appointed, anointed, and chosen to live in the last days. And although times are tough, and they're going to get tougher, but just as God told Esther that, well, Mordecai, or who said it to Esther? Somebody said it to Esther. I can't even remember the story. But anyway, it said that God has brought her into the kingdom for such a time as this. And God has brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And believe you me, when we go out of here, we're going to go out of here with a bang. We're going to definitely leave a mark that everyone will know that Jehovah God is God. He's going to definitely leave his mark. Well, that concludes this message for um, this week. And uh, be sure to come back next week. And I will be talking about a few other points. But you can go over these in your Bible. And I encourage you to commit them, you know, to your memory. To commit them to know what they are. So that, you know, you don't fall into this category. But that you continue to stay ready. Because Jesus may come at any moment. Let me pray for you. Father God, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for the promise of knowing that your son is soon to return. And that before anything gets too bad, you're going to come get us. And so, Lord God, I thank you, though, that while we're here, that you made provision for your people. That you've prepared us, Lord God. And that you've given us your word to warn us of the things that are to come so that we can make proper um, decisions that we need to make. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you speak to the hearts of those that are listening. Help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, to hear your voice, Father God, in the decisions that we have to make in this hour and in this time. Strengthen those that may be weak in their faith, Lord, and let them know that you have anointed them for this time. I thank you, Father God, that just as it says in 2 Timothy that you haven't given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. And I thank you, Lord, that as the days that lie ahead, the uncertainty that is filled in our world today, Lord, that we can put our trust, our hope, and our faith in you because you are unshakable. You are immovable. You are the ever-living God. There is none like you anywhere. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are all-powerful and all-knowing. I thank you that you are sovereign and that you are holy. And Father God, you be glorified. And I ask that you speak to our hearts. Just as the psalmist said, search my heart, know my thoughts, 
If there's anything in me that's evil, that's wicked, that's not right, that's not of you, Father God, reveal it to me. And then lead us into the way everlasting. Father God, you be glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Will you be encouraged and stay encouraged and remember and know that God has appointed you, anointed you to live in this time. Don't forget what the scripture says, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.